Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour on Wilson and Parcel. I'm still Nick. He's still Josh. we got a great slate of NBA action ahead of us tonight, Josh, including the, uh, the, the second game of the Lakers and Blazers. We do, and this is a big one for the Lakers. I mean, they completely uh, just slept through outside of LeBron, and from three quarters of the game, Anthony Davis slept through game one. It was a disastrous night for them. They scored 93 points. I expect them to come out tonight and I expect them to win, but I certainly expect to see a better effort from, from the Lakers than what we saw the other night, because if they go down to zero, there's going to be a lot of angst surrounding the Lakers. And I think a lot of legacy talk on the line. I'm going to call it the Kuzma game. I'm calling for the Kuzma game tonight. This is not the same as me saying the Hornets are going to have a top three pick. That's something that I feel within my my body. My, my body is tingling at the thought of a top three pick for the Hornets. I'm just saying I think it's time for a Kyle Kuzma game. You are, you are full of the bold predictions tonight, man. We'll oh, see. no, no. This is we what to, I think. You need to have your buy the boat segment. Yeah, but I would be all, I'm I'm awful at gambling. This is just uh, this is this well, is that's not very that is that doesn't make me very confident about tonight. Well, no, no, no. See, but this isn't gambling. This is intuition. That's a little bit different. That is what every single person who has ever had a gambling addiction has said. Precisely why I said why I don't gambling. gamble. No, it's intuition. No, yeah, I can feel it, baby. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. That is hacksaw. I used to be in the TV booth at a horse racing uh, site when I was coming out of broadcasting school. And I one time I felt the inclination to bet one time, and it was on a uh, fifty to one favorite. On uh, it was it was a it was a colt race. I didn't get my money in on time, and you know who won fifty and fifty on what fifty fifty to one odds. I I would have had off my twenty dollars. I would have I would have made a pretty penny off that. Thank you very much. A thousand. Yeah. Fifty to one. Twenty times fifty. Look at that math. Yeah. Yeah. Hacksaw. Don't worry about it. Well, you, you only have an hour to figure it out. But see, but see, look, that was my intuition. Betting and on that horses been... is weird though too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, weird. It's, it's it's a lot more complicated. I just I like the I like spreads in basketball. There we go. All right, Lakers six and a half point favorite. Take the Lakers. It's that simple. Um, but yeah, big game tonight, and it it's not just on LeBron. I I think you're gonna see a more 
um, what should, how should I put this scoring uh, centric LeBron tonight? I think he's going to try a little bit more to get involved as a scorer. He, he, he needs to facilitate to his guys. He's been doing this all season long. This has been defer LeBron. He led the NBA in assist. His whole goal this season, it was obvious, was to to instill confidence in his teammates to try to get those guys involved because he knows I'm going to need these guys. Le- LeBron has lived through every possible situation you can in the game of basketball in 17 seasons. And when he played in the NBA Finals against the Warriors year after year, he couldn't do it alone. He nearly did. He went for 50 and whatever in that game. When he went for 51 in game one two years ago, and he should have won if JR doesn't complete one of the biggest blunders I've ever seen. LeBron knew he can't do it by himself. He's got AD, but even those two guys need help. So I I think LeBron tonight turns it on a little bit just to try to get them back into the series. But the greater picture still exists, and that is can the supporting cast of the Lakers be enough to win a championship. And right now I don't think the answer is yes. While we sit here and wonder what it's going to take for the Lakers to get the victory tonight, uh, a hot take, maybe and I don't want to say all time hot take, but a hot take was offered up yesterday by Paul Pierce when discussing the, uh, the likelihood and potential that the Lakers could get bounced out of, of this series in the first round. This is going, this, if they don't win this year, LeBron's not getting any younger. This is going to be a big hit on his legacy. And I've already said he's not a top five player of all time. If the Lakers don't win a championship, let alone lose in the first round, I don't want to hear none of this GOAT talk no more. Well, I'll tell you this. You are right about this. If the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James lose in the first round, that's going to be devastating. I mean, a lot of stuff that we've talked. Listen, he don't win the championship. He doesn't win the championship. There's a lot of reasons that go into that. But to get knocked off in the first round, that, that... yeah. That's bad. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to hear no And as bad as it's going to be on LeBron, as bad as it's going to be on LeBron, it'll be even worse on Anthony Davis. And that is courtesy of the four-letter network there, ESPN. One, his initial thing, if LeBron isn't a top-five player, uh, that that is patently absurd. And two, the idea that this year in the playoffs, if he tried to set that up as saying LeBron would never be the GOAT because LeBron is getting older and they're not going to, you know, the, the chances to win a championship are going to get harder as he gets older, I might be able to buy into that idea. That's not what he said. He put a lot of pressure on a first-round exit, which, by the way, Michael Jordan did three times in his career. And when Michael Jordan was 38 and 39 years old and missed the playoffs, the the two years he came back in Washington, nobody said, "Ah, oh, this is killing MJ's legacy." Uh, that it, it's a farcical comment by Paul Pierce. All right, so let let's let's go through this one step at a time. Paul Pierce is insane for saying LeBron James is not a top five player. That that is ridiculous. But if he loses in the first round. He is no longer eligible to contend for the GOAT debate with Michael Jordan. And I say that as someone who thinks he's the best basketball player who's ever walked the face of the earth. How is that possible? So you say Michael Jordan lost uh, three times in the uh, first round, right? Yes. He also didn't make the playoffs the final two years of his career. Okay. He was a seven seed, an eight seed, and an eight seed. And he lost as an underdog, heavy underdog, early in his career in the first round. LeBron James is a one seed. LeBron James had the best record in the Western Conference and is playing a team in in Portland, whom I like, 
that had a losing record in the regular season that needed to beat a reeling and beleaguered Grizzlies team just to get into the playoffs. And then if they were to lose that as a heavy favorite, that's something Michael Jordan never did. Michael Jordan never lost a single series, let alone first round. Never lost a series in which his team was the higher seed. Never lost a series in which his team was favored. And if you want to talk about the Washington team, you know who Michael Jordan was playing with in Washington? Uh, Larry Hughes and Kwame Brown. Who is? He wasn't playing with Anthony Davis. He was not playing on the best team. He took two years off of the game and came back at 40 years old. LeBron James, while I think it is a marvel what he is doing right now at 35 years old, is not as old as Jordan was then and is playing on a team that, while they've got their issues, has a player in Anthony Davis who's one of the five or seven best players in the game. That is far more than Michael Jordan had when he played in Washington. So to try to compare this Lakers team to those Wizards team that ain't happening and you but can't he was compare still it Michael to, Jordan he you, was still Michael Jordan and he wasn't it. enough to get to the playoffs no 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 because the point oh, here is LeBron go. James just had a triple double and a ridiculous first game overall not scoring wise but overall he did as much as you could to get the win and nobody around him including that player you talked about Anthony Davis was was up to snuff to be able to beat the Portland Trail Blazers. The idea that it's his fault if they lose this series is patently absurd. LeBron James at 35, soon to be 36, is the only thing the Lakers have going for them right now. Okay, that's uh, that's a little unfair. He is one, yeah. he has he has the biggest thing they have going for him. If they if he loses or sorry, if they lose, it's not because LeBron James didn't do enough. It's because the other guys didn't do enough. And Michael was never oh in a situation you like love LeBron to make James. Excuses for, I love this dude, and you're making me out to be like some anti-LeBron guy. You are making so many excuses no, for the a guy. No, the anti-LeBron guy is Paul Pierce. Well, Paul Pierce, he's, he's Paul off in La La Land saying not top five. Nobody believes that. And the idea that, that LeBron James, who's had one of the single greatest runs ever in history, who's accomplished everything that he has accomplished, would somehow be diminished because of one playoff series where he was the only person consistently showing up, or at least he was the only guy who was consistently good in that game against Portland. I'm sorry. I think that reeks not of you, but of <laughs> Paul Pierce as haterade. It's That's not, what it reeks it, well, First of all, Stephen A. came in and agreed with them, so it's not just Paul Pierce being wacko. It's other and people agreeing. Multiple and people can be wrong. And you're, but Sure, but you also, what you just said there, again, is where you get to these extreme viewpoints, which is not the case. People are not going to say, LeBron lost in this first series, so he isn't the go. The point is that this is clearly a debate and something that's very close, and when you're trying to argue for or against one of these two dudes, it's going to be very microscopic margins in which you judge these two guys. So if so LeBron every- James came back the next three years and won yes. three championships afterwards. Yes. And he would, he had, would have the same as Jordan. So he'd have the same as Jordan. Yes. And then he had every just about every single record you could possibly want him to have. Can he not be in there because of the one playoff series? So again... You're doing the thing that that hot take guys do where they say because of the one thing, it's more than that. LeBron James has lost as a favorite in the finals twice. Michael Jordan never lost as a favorite ever, let alone the finals. First round, second round, third round, doesn't matter. If LeBron loses as a one seed to an eight seed. That is that is that is a very damning mark on his resume that already is littered with playoff failures. 
and 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 I'm and I'm one of the people because I think it's moronic of people who say that LeBron lost in the NBA Finals and somehow Jordan's spotless record in the Finals should somehow be this uh, mark in his favor because somehow Jordan or rather LeBron gets penalized for making the finals, but losing I agree with that. But when you are the heavy favorites against Dallas and you lost, then you were favored against San Antonio and you lost. And then you were heavily favored as a one versus an eight in the first round. You can talk about Jordan losing in the first round. All you want. Jordan losses an eight seed to Boston and he losses a seven seed to Milwaukee. I think people are grasping at straws when we talk about who is favored. I, I don't think that should matter in the great legacy that, okay, of things. That's, that's absurd. That's a, I, that I is don't, an absurd I don't think statement. it should be a defining, fi- uh, defining <laughs> That's factor. Absurd. So you mean that Jordan losing as an eight seed to the Boston Celtics at the height of their run you, is equal? L- hold on. L- let me finish what I said. You think Michael Jordan losing as an eight seed to, uh, to, to the Boston Celtics in the prime of their run, one of the greatest NBA teams ever, is equally as bad of a loss as LeBron James and the first seeded Lakers losing to the 35 and 39 Portland no, Trailblazers? No, that is, is absurd. I, what I think it is is another little thing that people people try and do to overanalyze LeBron James because no. I'll be honest with you because I'll be honest with <laughs> you because I, I don't remember people talking about uh. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and whether he was favored in finals or not he was clearly until Michael Jordan the best player in NBA history and people want to go ahead and try and pick apart things but yet nobody picks apart Michael Jordan Nobody picks apart the great Michael Jordan. And by the way, I get that. I think plenty of people do. No, I don't hear. People like you trying to argue for LeBron do. No, no. Okay. No, you're right. When I when I try to compare them, I do. The difference is, I feel like I'm one of the only people to do that. Dude, I feel I like I feel LeBron. Like, like I'm, I think LeBron. If I could draft any player in NBA history to play a game for me, I'm drafting LeBron. But you cannot deny that a loss as a one seed to an eight seed would be something that Michael Jordan never did. Oh no, no, you're, like you're that, right. That is that a fact. That shouldn't mark be on his resume. It's not a horrific mark. Yes, it no, is. No, it's you're, not. You're comparing. You act as if it's like something that should, he should be cast asunder you, for. He shouldn't no, be. No, I. I don't. That's I don't, dude. And that's where you're 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 putting words in my mouth. What I'm saying is that is a, that is a that is a mark on the resume. It's part of a resume. You're acting like I said that's the entire legacy of LeBron. It's of course losing this game is not the entire legacy of LeBron. But you saying oh, oh Jordan lost in the first round. Jordan lost to the '80 Celtics. <laughs> and LeBron, if if and it's a big if because we're one game into the series. If LeBron and the Lakers lost to and I love Dame, but lost to the 35 and 39 Blazers. That is a worse loss in the playoffs than Michael Jordan ever had. That is an inarguable fact. There but, is not a single that shouldn't series. Be, that shouldn't be used as, I'm not saying you are, <laughs> that shouldn't be used as the reason why he suddenly can't be in the GOAT debate. That's where I'm. Kid, that's where got, I'm a little sensitive. Your boy. Back your boy. I know you're sensitive. I can tell. Why? Back your okay, boy. But here's the point. You can't, I'm not saying you're doing this. I can look at Michael Jordan and say he's one of the two or three best players ever. That's where people there is there is a bigger case to diminish LeBron James than there is to Michael Jordan. It is a it is an abstract comparison anyways because we're pr- comparing guys at different eras at different positions with different types. I just disagree that losing in the first round if that were to happen to a Portland team who we think could become a championship team that's what? the kind 
You Get said out. that. No, I you didn't. You said no. We I said, said they last could not week. Win. No, we I said didn't. last week if if Nick, they beat the Lakers, I that said they, they become cannot, a title I said they could not get through four rounds in the playoffs. Mm. And by uh, and first of all, get the tape. For, first, yeah, I'd be happy to get the tape. I'd, we can pull the tape of you saying losing to the Blazers is the same thing as losing to the '80 Celtics, which is the craziest That's thing not, I've what, ever heard. Who's putting whose words and whose mouth? You said they've all, that Michael Jordan also lost first round games. What are you implying? You're I, implying I'm that they're equally as bad. I'm implying that Paul Pierce's original statement is absurd. I'll hail the king. Is Paul hail Pierce a D? He's our guy. Uh, what would, he could do no wrong. What would a first-round matchup, a first-round loss to Portland mean for uh, LeBron James' legacy and more shenanigans in Boston about Cam on Sports Radio FNC? Wilson and Parcel. Cam shenanigans in a few moments, but Josh and I just had a knockdown drag out Donnie Brook on LeBron and MJ. And when we when things get tense, we like to bring back a staple on the show here, a way to get back to, to being friends. So Josh We were never not friends. Josh, I uh <laughs> I Go do ahead. declare, no, that's different. I concur oh, yeah, this again. that Michael Jordan is a very good basketball player. Yeah, and I would I love LeBron. <clears throat> what did <throat> I do? I can Oh yeah, I concur. I but LeBron concur. is LeBron's a very good player. I concur <laughs> that uh Virginia Tech is a quality school with many Many reasons why young Americans every year decide to go there. What are some of those reasons? Bass fishing. We're pretty good at that. Um, National Chance, The Metallica baby. song. Which one? The best one. Seriously? Um, Come on, dude. Sandman. Thank, thank you. All right. Cool. Um, I also concur... That it's a beautiful campus. Thank you. I concur. Uh, you know, Nick, um, Cleveland is lovely three months out of the year. I concur. Maybe four. Eh. <laughs> I went too far. I mean, I just, I just, I just like was over the top with my love of Virginia Tech. I said Blacksburg was practically a Shangri-La. I can't get a little more. Uh, I mean, Cleveland is the Los Angeles of Midwest Ohio. It's what I've always said. I know he said that. I, I concur. It's the weather, uh, the women, the the weather, the air, the uh, the foot. Well, uh, the football, um, the basketball for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful place. That is beautiful. You're welcome. Did you, did you write that? Did you write that beforehand? Or yeah. Did, oh, okay. yeah. It was written down. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, he's coming up with this off buddy, the cuff. There's buddy, no I'm way. like, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm like Hemingway over here. Hacksaw, we need you to concur. We need you to, to, to come in here so we can officially move on as a show. Well, gentlemen, because I am the one who concurs at everything, I concur that you two are very good here in Charlotte in sports radio. And I do concur I would not be here. 
if uh, you two were not here sitting right now talking to me. You know, Hackshaw, I concur that the day I bequeathed the uh, the wistful nickname of Hackshaw upon you was one of the finer days in WFNZ history in my personal career. I concur that Hacksaw fits me fine. All right, that's enough. Of that. Is this are y'all like agreeing with each other or just like? I'm trying to create well, another no, character, no. Josh. So just talking about how amazing these one another well, well, is. Well, no, the point is, or so you're, you're trying to complement each other and trying to find common ground. Yeah. So that's really what that's about. Now, yeah. and listen, I think we aced it. You know, because we used to do this bit before, but it's okay. I'll, I'll, you know. If if they did, I concur on, like. First take, that would be the whole show. No, it wouldn't. It would. Because they, <laughs> they would have to, after every five minutes, stop down and tell each other how beautiful they are. I feel like no. they would, would make for a weird show. I feel like there would be the uh, please stand by, technical difficulties would come out. They, would, that, they, <laughs> wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to get on, uh, they wouldn't be able to finish a show. It would just be the, you in the background just talking like a southern uh, debutante. <laughs> that was more like an English debutante. Yeah, no, no. See, that's I do declare. Yeah. This is I concur. And this is well, where I'm I'm fancy. Yeah. The, the see, last time we did that, it turned into both. Yeah, I know. See, I'm trying to I'm trying because you're right. We had some issues last time. So now they're two different bits, Josh. No. So we'll get to I do declare another. Time. We will. We absolutely will. We've got the final drive coming up in about 15 minutes here as well. Or 10 minutes. I don't know. Math is really hard for me sometimes. But yesterday we got into uh, the absolute redonkulous idea that uh, the Patriots could form a platoon at quarterback with Cam Newton and with Jared Stidham. Well, now we got another report as Diana Rossini brought this to the airwaves this morning. But I did speak to one former executive that is close to the New England Patriots team, and he said, if you're going to see anything with Cam Newton, this is his opinion, I think we're going to see a Tim Tebow-like, a gadget quarterback use of him, not so much this whole idea of using these quarterbacks like we see in college. Hmm. Tim Tebow, huh? <laughs> Tim Tebow couldn't throw. And it's not college. And... I still don't buy this. How does the Boston media? And um, by the way, I'm not. I'm not saying this to Diana Rossini, who is a lovely and talented human well, being. Not, it's not the media. It's no. It was an executive who told her that. They're, this is the, they're poning on. us. They are poning us. They're absolutely playing with us. This is this is checkers all over again. It's the same thing with Belichick saying, "I'll do whatever it takes to win." When asked about doing a platoon. They're screwing with us. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but that's literally how sports media works is anonymous exec says X and then reporter repeats X and then we debate X for the next two days. Or if, I concur. You're, if you're in Boston forever, like that's what happens. So yeah, the Patriots know what they're doing. And and, and we don't know. It's, it, she was kind of weird on how she worded it. I, I can't tell if it's someone who is part of the Patriots front office now or if it's someone who is close to them and maybe used to work there and knows the guys now. I don't really know, but yeah, an executive close to the Patriots saying, Oh yeah, no, they might, they might uh, use him like Tebow. <laughs> oh God. Like it's just the headlines write themselves. I mean, that is red meat for sports talk radio. 
if I'm in Boston right now, that's my whole four-hour show. I'm just comparing Cam to Tebow. Well, actually, no, I'm not comparing Cam to Tebow. I'm spending the first 30 seconds saying, yeah, you know, Cam, is he the next Tebow? Tebow 2.0? Let's take your calls. And the next four hours is just the Boston uh, callers calling it and then, uh, you know, just sounding off. Well, no, if we were in Boston, we would have to do half the show on how Cam dresses, too. Well, right. I mean, they, they've certainly loved and, the, that. And dancing. And, yeah, he's, he's danced at practice. Tom They're, Brady has never danced. He's never moved his hips in a sideways direction to the rhythm of a song before in his life. It is really funny, like, to, to listen to guys who are out of Boston or guys who are national media who maybe they cover Cam, but they do it on a such a a removed level, like a broad level that they don't. We're just so in it, and honestly, I mean, I, I fight back against it a lot because I, I think sometimes people, and I know for a fact, I don't think, people in Carolina protect Cam. Like, that, that is a thing. Like, Cam has been protected in this market for a long time by fans and media alike. Um, it, it is what it is. But I would say that in seeing him in Boston, like, I was watching ESPN this morning, and I don't remember who the guy is. I don't even need to single him out because I, I don't remember. But the guy was like, yeah, you know, Cam has a lot of energy right now, but is he the kind of guy who's going to show up and be first in the building week nine if the Patriots aren't winning, if they're coming off a loss? Will he still be one of the hardest working guys on the team? And I'm like, you clearly don't know Cam because Cam in Carolina was the hardest working guy on the team week in and week out. Yes, he's flashy. Yes, he's arrogant and he can rub people the wrong way. But the one thing you can never knock Cam Newton on is his leadership and his relationship with his teammates, but especially his work ethic. And it's just funny because you have these guys who don't really understand him and just try to throw stuff out there because of assumptions they make because of his personality. They think that he's flaky and might not be a hard worker. Yeah, he is. But I just love, I just, I'm eating it up here. And these people who've never had to cover him day in and day out, making the same mistakes people have made in Carolina for a long time. And I think, you know, something we talked about yesterday, I thought more about was, well, you know, once again, the regular season, they'll have actual football to talk. I don't think it's going away either. I think, I just think because Cam has, has always been this lightning rod. And I think there is a lack of understanding. If you don't pay attention with Cam, I don't know that the first season's going to be any different than the first preseason. I think there's just going to be a bunch of crappy takes or silly takes or silly reports on Cam. And I think what what's going to have to transpire, if if it can, is that Cam has to basically shut everybody up all over again with his play on the field. Uh, Cam, as Tim Tebow 2.0, Cam Tebow, what say you? Uh, the final drive with Josh Parcell next on Sports Radio FNC. You know, we, we had a beautiful moment 20 minutes ago on the show that was meant to bring the show together, and I told you in confidence, I hate the band Hoobastank. I gave you my Velvet Revolver story about Hoobastank, and you bring this nonsense to the air. Sir, I do not concur with you, Hacksaw. I do not concur, even in the slightest. All right. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> uh, look, look, you can't tell me embarrassing songs. Like, look, I have I a said lot I hated of songs. Them. How is that? A ha- how is that embarrassing? Well, not, not embarrassing. I'm talking. You can't tell me songs that I can use against you. 
I am the maestro, sir, behind the board. I can make your I, okay. I can make your nightmares happen. Okay. Oh, all, no. all right, Freddy Krueger. All right. We'll remember this. Okay. We'll remember this for the guy who always says I'm a little too hard on him. We'll remember this. That's fine. So, remember when I just said that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I apologize. Final segment of the show. Big thanks to uh, the Ricks. We got Rick rolled twice today. Rick Kamla and Rick Bennell for joining us on today's show. It is time for the final drive. Coming up in a couple of hours, we got the NBA Draft Lottery, 8.30 approximately. It'll be after the Bucks and Magic game is over, which, by the way, hashtag buy the boat. It's already a 12-point game into the first quarter. I gave you the Bucks minus 12.5. The Bucks are going to cruise. It's 25-13. They are not losing to Orlando. They are going to leave no doubt, but we'll see how that one wraps up. But the NBA Lottery again tonight after that game is over. Uh, before we get to the Lakers and Blazers game. And normally, NBA Draft Lottery Night is a night of rejoicing, rejoicing for NBA teams. It's a chance to look forward to what's next. Last year, the Pelicans, they have Zion. They've won the rights to Zion Williamson. The Grizzlies with John Morant. Ben Simmons to Philadelphia. All sorts of great moments have happened throughout NBA history on Lottery Night. Unless you are a Charlotte Hornet I am hoping like you, Nick. Well, you are predicting it. Predicting I am it. I am hoping I feel it in my loins. I am hoping that tonight is the night that all that luck changes for Charlotte. I am going to do my version of the Charlotte Hornets lottery rain dance. I am going to put a hex upon every former Hornets draft pick. All of the pain and the misery. That has come Charlotte's way. If you remember the Marty Herney homage from last week, we're bringing it back for the Charlotte Hornets. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Noah Vonley. <laughs> Derek Brown. No. Brandon Wright. <sighs> I'm not even getting to the good ones yet. Ameka Okafor! No. Sean May! Uh, Raymond Fountain! Uh, you having a hernia? <laughs> that too. <laughs> Ryan Hollins! Oh, God, not Hollins! Michael Kent Gilchrist! <laughs> Jeffrey Taylor! <laughs> Cody Zeller! Malachi Richardson traded for Bellinelli. Oh, Arnoldus Kabolka. Jeremy Tyler. Not Jeremy. Did I say Adam Morrison? Don't. You didn't have to. Say it again. Let's go back to the '90s. George Zydek. Ah. Greg Graham. I think he sold me a house. Darren Hancock. Boo. Tony Bennett. That's right. The Tony Bennett. No more. I can't. I can't make it to the finish line. That might be all I got. Juan Pablo Valle. There's one name that needs to be mentioned one more time. I don't know if I can do it without throwing up. Michael Ken Gilchrist. Adam Morrison. We have did not I, forgotten your name, sir. Did I remember 
Adam Morrison! Oh, not again. May I put the curse of Adam Morrison on the Atlanta Hawks, on the Brooklyn Nets, on anybody else? Cleveland! Miami! Detroit! Miami well, has had no the hexes, they, no, but they need the curse still. Golden State! Minnesota! May you draft your own Adam Morrison, not in Charlotte. It ends tonight. Come on down, James Wiseman. Anthony Edwards. We got room for you. That is the Charlotte Hornets homage to NBA Draft Lottery Night. And it is the final drive. And it is powered by Queen City Audio, Video, and Appliances serving the Carolinas since 1952. I just feel exposed. I thought I just, you were having a stroke. I it, it was that or something else. I was having something. I'll tell you that. I don't know what it could be. Need some Pepsi for that. <laughs> I might need some Pepsi after tonight. If the I, Hornets, if the Hornets, I look. If they finish eight, fine. But if they get jumped by two other teams going from eleven up to four or ten to three, whatever, and Charlotte moves down to, t- I mean, what else can they do? What else does this team have to do? I told you that's not that's not what's going to happen. I have a strong feeling that they're going to get the number one pick, but I have a stronger feeling, as I said in my loins, that they are going to get a top three pick tonight. And I'm going to tell you right now, when they get a top three pick tonight, I'm going to have to call a doctor because it's going to last for four more uh, four or more hours. I'm saying that right wow. now. I can't even go that far because it would be the most Hornets thing ever. Like no. This, this no, is that, the draft. Well, that, I can't have that. I can't have that That negative juju, Josh. It'll still be the number one pick. It's not the Anthony Bennett draft. No, you don't know that. <laughs> and I, I just... As much as it would be great to celebrate literally anything as a Charlotte uh, Charlottean uh, this year... Yeah, you man. know, Josh, I'd, I'd still be happy. I, tonight will still be a good night. You're not wrong, Hacksaw. Turn it up. You know, Josh, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. Tonight's going to be a good night. That's all I know of that song. But I'm Woo! telling you, I'm filling up my drink. <laughs> mazel Tov. Isn't there a Mazel Tov in there? Yeah, yeah that's right. And then they go like, bang. Fergie has a weird thing at the end where she does that. Like, Rine. I don't know. What she steps in the spring. That kind of sounds yeah. like Fergie singing the national anthem. Oh, okay. Guys, guys, tonight is a good night. You know what? Keep it moving. PJ Washington. Yep. Um, Cody Martin. Kemba Walker. No, keep going. Alonzo oh, Morning. We're still going. <laughs> Baron Davis. Larry Grandma Johnson. We should have picked a shorter song. Kendall Gill. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did you just miss? Kendall Gill? Just, yeah. I'll good. take a Kendall Gill right now. I mean, you don't got no Kendall Gills. Rex Chapman. Yeah. If he had stayed in Charlotte, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Bloody defense. Bad, bad, bad <laughs> memories there. Um... Did you say Baron Davis? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Just like now, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah a minute ago. Yeah. Maybe J- I am hey, having a stroke. Gerald Henderson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. That's it. Kemba Walker that's again. Li- yep, that's, yep, we are we are out. We are we are out of good Hornets draft picks, folks. That was a record 33 seconds. Usain Bolt could run the 200-meter dash in less time, or, well, no, in more time than it takes us to name all of the good Hornets draft picks. That is a problem.
ladies and gentlemen. Or it's a gift for him, you know? Uh, like you got to think about the what you got to think yeah, about no, the different Yeah, no, good for Usain. Right. Yeah, very yeah. good for Usain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not great for us. Right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to it real quick here. Uh, we do this at the end of every show. The greatest player of all time series for that number. And tonight, it's going to be a good night because the number is the nice number of 69, Josh. Yeah, nice. Uh, Jared Allen, David Bakhtiari, nice. uh, Will Warford, Tim Crumry. Gross. This is really an NFL number. Mm. Um, th- there's not really a dude in another league. Am I missing someone from another league that that wore sixty nine? And Allen is, Mills. Is that is that our like decent our middle HR reliever? Rep? A decent middle reliever for the uh, the Orioles back in the day. I feel like Alan Mills is like a corporate recruiter. He could be he now. He lives in Lake Norman. He wasn't a very good pitcher, so he could be now. <laughs> he has a boat. He just bought a new jet ski. You know, he's renovating the dock. Yeah, you've been over at Alan Mills' house lately? Okay. Yeah, stayed there last week. Okay, but let's talk about the charitable work of young Great Alan family. Mills. Alan Mills also does pro bono work for families who can't afford to have their taxes done. Don't forget that. This is very true. Um, yeah, apparently Alan Mills is a... Uh, there's a there's an Ad, Alan Mills who sells real estate in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the same guy. No, that is oh, not. Okay, all right. Unless he throws 94 miles an hour too. That sounds like a guy that sells re- real estate. It though. does. Doesn't it have, really like, does. Doesn't Alan Mills just sound like? Yeah, I can trust this guy. Yeah. No, that that's the tagline. You can trust your home, or you can trust Alan Mills with your home. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then he's a smile. Then he smiles. 69 is a weak number. I'm actually going to go with Jared Allen. Kind of J- have to, right? Yeah. J- Jared Allen was an incredible player. Felt like his prime was relatively short. I mean, he was a four-time All-Pro, but the light burned brightest. Well, I, I, yeah, on second thought, he was... It's like a five-year run. It was actually pretty good. He just—I guess it feels shorter because it spanned a handful of teams, right? Like he started out, he was great in Kansas City towards the end of his run there, like truly great. And then when he was in Minnesota, he was—he had 22 sacks in 2011. Yep. I mean, that that dude was was special. Ended up being a, a part of the Carolina team. Was 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 helpful on the Carolina team. Got to the Super Bowl. So yeah, I would say. I would I would say it's Jared Allen, probably one of the most underrated pass rushers in NFL history. I, I don't I feel like he doesn't get mentioned a lot, but I, he's got to be top ten or so in all time in sacks with with 136. Yeah, I think the reason why he's not better remembered is the other parts of his game weren't great. Like he's kind of like a Kevin Green, a guy who was dominant at one thing, decent at some things, and a problem in coverage. Jared Allen was not splitting out in coverage very often, but I mean his his calling card was absolutely his ability to get after the quarterback and and do it consistently. Beyond that, he was he was an okay player, and I say that with all respect because that dude could kick every inch of my ass, and I have no problem saying that. Uh, Josh, it's your last day of the last show of the week for you. Yeah, y'all have a good weekend. Take care. Oh, we will. We will. We're gonna talk only pro LeBron commentary tomorrow. I am I, also pro LeBron. Yeah, yeah, but you're it's just, gonna be you're just zany LeBron. We're oh, I'm gonna be. It's, it's gonna be difference. so pro LeBron. You're gonna have to call in to scream at me uh, while man. on your way to a wedding. Have a good weekend, buddy. Thanks, guys. Uh, great job with Hacksaw today. Uh, we we do concur that we hope you join us tomorrow from two to seven. Until then, Nick Wilson for Josh Parcell and Hacksaw saying, stay safe and be good, Charlotte. Lord, I love you, Carolina. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you.